when it comes to designing your self-storage facility, it is so imperative that you capitalize on the square footage and the efficiency of the facility as best as possible. You don't want to have to start redesigning a facility way down the development process. You want it right, right from the get-go. And that is what we're here to help you guys with. Follow the link below in the show notes, get in touch with us, and our in-house architect can start working with you today. One of the best ways to optimize management and to increase the value of your self-storage facility is through property management. And that means you're going to need really good property management software. That's where Tenant Inc. comes in. These guys have a huge amount of tools at your fingertips that you guys can deploy and put into motion to extract the maximum amount of value and deploy the maximum amount of value at your storage facility. Again, this is Tenant Inc. Be sure to check them out. They're all things property management. It's truly your one-stop shop. Check them out. Link is in the show notes. Welcome everybody to Self Storage Income and what a last past few weeks it has been, Connor. It really has. You know, it's it's funny. I feel like we always say that on the podcast, like, man, it's been crazy. It's been wild the past couple few weeks or month or whatever it is. Um, and it uh, it just it doesn't slow down. And I, and I don't know if that if we're just a product of, or that's a product of us and our our goals and ambitions or if that's self-inflicted. Absolutely. <laughs> self-inflicted. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent. But it's it's all great stuff, man, as usual. A lot of growth happening here in the company and a lot of a uh, lot of changes a lot of good things going on and uh, just getting all these pieces that we need yeah organized to just continue to execute top notch do a great job um both for our team here and our investors everybody and uh, just super excited where things are going man you know and it's interesting as people listen to podcasts and i i've mentioned this before but for all of our listeners out there when when you're looking at people at different levels and when I even look back on like our journey, even to here, I think there's a lot of uh, assumptions that are made. First of all, that this was part of this massive grand strategy that we had defined very clearly in the beginning. And it's been nothing but hit, 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 hit and just rock star in it. Right. So that's not first of all, even remotely true. Um, and how we got here is definitely not at all how we had planned. And I can talk a little bit uh, about that as well. Um, and there is almost a art, not just a science to building businesses and investing and finding opportunities. And a lot of people want a one plus one equals two equation to success. That does not exist. Okay, you can teach the exact principles, but the application of them. So I, I view it like this, I can teach everyone to invest, how to analyze a market, analyze deals, um, how to run storage facilities, exactly how to do it, which is awesome. We, uh, you know, we did not have that. But the application of those things in the real world, it's not like simply one plus one, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's other outside factors coming into it. And when you have a lot of unknowns and when you have a lot of things applied, that's why I'm a big believer in continuous knowledge, like podcasts, because it is not a event. It's a process. So there is not an event where it's like, we got here today in one. It's a process and our process is continuing, just like any of our listeners is. No matter where you're at, 
and you can be at no money, no experience, like our topic today, um, you are still at a part in the process. Okay, so don't think of things like an event and like we're at the event, like, oh, we did it, we made it, because that's not how we view it at all. Um, we are still only at a part in our process. And in fact, where we're trying to go, our listeners are probably much closer to where they're trying to go than we are to where we are trying to go. So we get frustrated with those things and we have self doubt and there's all those kind of things going on that everybody has. And when we started out, it was diversifying in income and assets from our insurance brokerage because that was unreliable and not continuable. And as that progressed, we found opportunities and we thought we could do more of this and build a business, but we'd already owned, so I'm trying to think here, we'd probably owned four storage facilities or five storage facilities when we started, small storage facilities in small towns. And I did not think that that it was like, oh, we're gonna own a storage. Like, it, it, like I didn't think we were gonna be storage people. I didn't think that that was going to be the big business. I didn't think that that was going to make us all our money. I didn't think times have changed. Yeah. It was like, uh, this is like an insurance policy because we need the tax benefits. We need to diversify income because our income wasn't stable and not reliable. Um, And so I think it's important that everybody remembers that and remembers that the process is what's important because the process got us to here. And the process is what will get us to where we're going. And we create frameworks to move within it. So in order to build the company that we built, we planned, we researched, we created a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I originally had uh, some outside help start to look at analysis of storage facilities and said we could buy these little storage facilities all over and how could we build a storage company um and my original business plan um is completely not correct today meaning we ended up doing something totally different it was small teeny facilities all over the place and 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 changed why because opportunity changed landscapes changed right um but we didn't know it all you don't know it all and you have to start and you have to Um, get going because the process is how you learn, how you find opportunities and how you succeed. So I just want to put that out here before we start talking about how to move forward with no experience, no deals, um, everything else. It's you got to remember it in that frame framework in that context of that always thinking that somebody else either knows has it or when this won this event, those feelings don't frankly go away. Yeah, well, and it's always so tough too when you're starting out, man, because you always have, you always have this narrative that's being pushed. You know, like the secrets of the wealthy or the secrets mm-hmm. of billionaires and millionaires, and it's always like there's some kind of secret that, that other people know that that you don't or can't find out, yes. or can't deploy or whatever it is, and that's just, it's, it's not a matter of secrets. It's it's a matter of being educated and know and and having a toolbox, of resources and knowledge to be able to use at different points in time, when the landscape changes, when the opportunity changes, whatever that looks like. Because again, you can't just pull a lever, the three same things every single time, and it's just a, it's a win. Yeah. You know, things change. And um, I I love how you're prefacing this whole thing because there is not just a 100% guarantee of anything. And so often it's just portrayed as this, 
you know, you've got the secrets aspect and there's this, this like you have win, to be this win, type like, of person yeah yeah there's like, just this this process that never loses kind of a thing and you you just get all the answers you need and, and can crush it every time that just doesn't exist no that's not how it works um and i i feel like that can rob a lot of people's happiness progress and and, and setting up goals because they think that they either don't have the secret they don't have the knowledge or they're not the person because they don't wake up at 4 a.m. and run three miles or whatever the latest thing is saying that <laughs> cold plunging to, is the new yeah to the be new a hardcore thing exactly um all right so with that context everybody let's dive in and start to give you guys some more tools um that you can apply in your journey in your process even if that process you view is just starting out if you're listening to this podcast, your journey isn't just starting out. You're already along it. You are now gathering up the things you need for the journey. And um, so once again, keep that in mind. Now, if you have no experience, no money, right, there's a few things that we need to focus on. First of all, a lot of people say that, well, I can't do this because I have no experience and no money, which always baffles me because it's like, what? If you had experience and had money, though, you wouldn't be starting, right? So, like that—that that, that doesn't even make sense. Because if you had those things, you wouldn't be starting. You'd already be doing. Uh, so then, how do you get started without those things, right? And how do you get moving? Now, first of all, you may decide, well, I want to do it myself. Okay, well, that's how we started, and that was great. That meant that my father and I had to work two jobs. We started multiple businesses. We sold businesses. We like we had to go down a certain route to accomplish that. We had to get the money and we got our experience by doing and learning. There wasn't books, podcasts, anything else like that. So we just had to figure it out. Um, some worked good, some didn't, okay? Now, looking back on it, uh, I've said this all the time, if we would have done things different, we would have been way farther ahead than we are today, um, which that's fine. That's what we did. That's how we thought about it and how we learned from it. And that's okay. Uh, we're where we're at now. Now, uh, other people can do things differently where they have no experience, no money, and they can say, all right, I'm either going to get experience by doing and I'm going to bring other people in for money. And then I'm going to jump headfirst into this and, and, and get started. Syndication, partnership deals, right? Learning. Um, and they may, you can also look at that and say, I don't need to, and this is the big key, I don't need to have experience because other people do. So you actually don't need to have money and you don't need to have experience, but what you do need is an opportunity. And not that you need an opportunity, that you need to have an opportunity to present to others. So first thing first that I, I think immediately tell people, if you have a deal, that means more than all of those other things combined. Now, in order to have a deal, you need to know what a deal is. So mm -hmm. you need to figure out how to learn, find deals, figure out how to optimize or, or excuse me, not optimize, but um, how to take advantage of them. So I need to understand what makes up a deal? What is the framework within that for me, for others? And then how do we execute on that deal? And now you may not know how to do the thing, but if you know the way that it needs to be done or how to exercise on it, that's okay. You can hire third-party management companies. You can hire attorneys. 
You can hire CPAs. You can hire all those things out. What you can't hire out, though, is creating an opportunity. Because if you did, then people wouldn't need you, mm -hmm. right? Now, you can hire out people to help you find the opportunity, meaning brokers, coaches, networking, right? Join the CRE circle to understand better than that. Look, get the information free. That's all. Yeah, that all goes into it, right? But the actual doing, meaning working with the brokers, categorizing it, finding that deal or that opportunity, that's it's got to be you. That's what you do. So right off the bat, you can get money from other people and banks. Um, you can get money. It, you know, funny on that. I used to say, well, we don't want investors. We want it to be just ourselves. Now, the truth was we did have investors. They were banks. So we were using other people's money, OPM, when we started, even though we didn't think of it as we did. Turns out, oh, silly, because we did. <laughs> we had banks that wanted lots from us, and they required lots from us, way more than investors ever would. Anyways, um, so that is the first really good point, thing yeah. here. Yeah, I, like, I just didn't think of it correctly. Um, and that was driven a lot by fear uh, mm -hmm. and some other things, which we can get into. So the first thing is that deal. The second thing is you need to either have a management company or you need to manage it and you need to create that overlay. Uh, uh, you need to create a business plan. You need to execute it or have somebody else do. And then the third thing is you need the money, which means you need um, a few things here. You need investors, banks, uh, you could do seller financing. You might need a key person. So banks won't give me money. Okay, now you need a key person. All right, well, I need money for the down payment and I don't have any. Okay, now you need investors or you can go work something out with the seller, seller financing, right? So the key thing here is you need a deal, you need execution, right? And you need capital and all three of those things you can figure out. First and foremost, we don't have anything that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, which we have these things. And this is what I was talking about on the journey. So people are like, well, that's easy for you because you have the money. I don't have the money. If I did, I wouldn't need investors or banks. Yeah, hence the investors. Hence the investors. <laughs> hence an entire company worth of expenses, which we hire people to do what? Find deals, execute the strategy, and get money. We built companies three different companies to do those three things. Why? Because we don't have them. Hmm. If we did, we wouldn't need to, right? <laughs> and so it, it, there's there's always this thought of people starting out where it's like, what we do and how we're successful is we figure out the answers to all three of those things. You do that whether you're starting out, whether you're mid-journey, whether you're a huge company firing on all cylinders, those three things is the job. And it's finding answers to them not necessarily doing them. That is your job and that's how you become successful is consistently every single day. How do we get good deals? So what do we need to know to identify them, everything else like that? How do we execute on the opportunity management, right? Um, and then how do we finance and create the ability to actually acquire these things, um, i.e. money? That's it, everybody. and. If you're sitting there saying, woe is me, I don't have those things, then welcome to entrepreneurship and investing. Nobody does. That's why they do the things, right? That's why we all do them. Um, and you can move forward a lot quicker than you imagine, meaning that it is harder for me to find deals than it was when we started out. 
by far harder, not even close. We have to have move way more money. The execution is way more complex. And when we were starting out, we had to take a lot less money. People would sell our finance and we could get banks to loan on those smaller deals and they were much easier to turn around. Very simple strategy to execute on those things. Um, it is substantially harder for us to do that today. And the reason being is we're buying things that are much bigger, so we're allocating way more money. The business strategy and execution is more complex because deals are much more expensive. So the strategy to extract value is much more. And then us finding opportunities or value is much harder because it's so much more competitive at where we're at. So setting us apart and trying to get those good deals First of all, there's lots of deals out there, but at our level, at our size, there's very few good deals. And good deals for us is a value add turnaround system. So I'm in the wealth creation and protection game. Some people may be only in the wealth protection game. So that means they're gonna go find great assets that are simple, they don't need to do anything with it, they're just placing money, right? That's great, that's that strategy, that's that how that works. That's not mine. Mm -hmm. What you're touching on right here is a really important piece about and why it is so important to find and identify what a deal is to you in securing that first because it's going to you're then going to be able to figure out what your strategy is of execution and what you need to do as far as figuring out the pieces that you need and who's going to be willing to come along for that journey so we need people that are in that same boat they're in the wealth creation preservation yes like that's in in that's what our investors align with that's what everybody that we do business aligns with um, so identifying what that deal is with for you and how you're going to build and execute, that's really going to lay the foundation for that deal and the partnerships you're going to be able to make and that you need to make. A hundred percent. You touched on a really good thing there too, partnerships. Um, guys, we say this repeatedly and some may, may people get, maybe get, get uh, it may seem like not even a cop out, but like you don't do deals alone. That doesn't happen. And I think that one of the hindrance of us when we started out was this idea of prospect. Oh, it's us. But it wasn't. It was brokers. It was banks. It was everybody helping us out because we didn't know Jack. So um, we needed a lot of help and, and we got it. But still, there was just this kind of like idea like we don't need we're not going to use investors. We're going to do this all ourselves. which, by the way, was awesome because it taught us a lot in how our what we needed out of those assets because we didn't have investors was massive so we needed those assets to be able to perform where we could refinance and get all our money out in just three years and redeploy that capital because we had to because we didn't have investors so that created our whole viewpoint of investing and everything but it was fundamentally flawed in the fact that no we did have partners and we we had lots of them um and so you don't have a secret that you shouldn't be sharing and you don't want to talk to other people about it because they're going to steal your idea, right? That can get rid of that limited mindset stuff. Like you need to get out there, talk, don't worry because you don't think you know enough, right? It, that's, that's part of it. So getting out, working with other people, partnering, that is what creates opportunity. And it's a really, really important piece. Now, when I say partnering, I'm not saying you have to give equity, things like that. But I mean, partnering, 
banks are your partner, brokers are your partner, property management companies are your partner, right? Help people that are gonna help you execute on that. And you have to build that dream team. If you don't have it, you will not be successful. It's so, so very important. And you have to build it before you're successful. Once again, it's not after, it's before. If not, you can't have the thing. <laughs> so, you know, horse and cart thing going on, yep, right? Yep. <laughs> horse and buggy. Um, so this, this cultivation though, uh, of these, let's say information, partners, resources, these are all the things that go into the journey and you the journey will be played with lots of deals that will never work out you're gonna have lots of deals that you're gonna underwrite and you're gonna say i can't find good deals welcome to the club right um you need to look at 10 100 times more deals than you're gonna do especially when starting out because the reason why is you're not seeing the deals or the opportunity in the deals so lots of times you did get a good deal, you just couldn't see the opportunity in it. That happened to me countless. The amount of deals that I passed up that were rock star deals, I can't even number them, right? Well, I mean, it just happened with our group a couple weeks ago, right? With the uh, the case studies that you guys went through. That's right. Um, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about this on, on the last podcast and stuff, but I mean, the rock star, the rock star deals, you said nobody chose, nobody went with which yeah. is it's just a prime example of that. And, and like real life with real deals, real people that aren't just you, um, it, it happens to the best of us. Exactly. <laughs> and, you, and so it, it, you got to realize that and you get better at mm -hmm. understanding those things as you go. But the three principles, when you have nothing, you actually have a lot of opportunity to do something. Now, what you can't do is say, I want it this way and I want to do it this way, yeah, you don't have the resources or opportunity, so then you're not going to do it. Meaning that if you need a KP because no bank will give you money, then maybe, and you have to use a bank, you're not going to use investors, and you may have to give them equity. In fact, you're guaranteed you're going to have to give them equity. I've never seen anybody that would ever do it. <laughs> and you may not want to do that. And so then you said, well, if I have to share, I'm not going to do the deal. Well, okay, now you're being a two-year-old and you got to grow up. You don't have it, they do. Get with the program, make a deal. When you're worth the point where you can say, I don't need you, then you have the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, then you can't, right? So there's certain people that say, well, I want the market and I want the world to give me the things the way that I want to receive them. All right, yeah. hold on here. Yep. You may get the things that you want, but that doesn't mean you're going to get them in the method or the way that you want them. Something that this makes me think of is uh, there's this other other concept when a lot of people are first starting out that they want everything at once. So like yes. looking at us saying, okay, well, I, I I want the management company, I want the I want the the private equity firm, I want the the operations, I want all of these big pieces and all these employees, and that's just not another it just it reminds me of that whole conversation of like that is not how it goes and that's not what you're going to start out with yeah not at all and um recognizing that is important because then you can identify those areas where you don't have those things and you can work and build up to them and i get it you're impatient and you don't want to sell short your dream of your future it's important to recognize that's i'm not saying to 
I'm not even saying to be patient. In fact, I if you have nothing, being patient is not your game. Okay. If you're starting out and you don't have deals and you don't have capital, being patient doesn't help you. Stop being patient. Be the opposite. Love that. Run. Freaking <laughs> run after it and run 24 7. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you don't, you can't afford to be patient. Everything you do should be at mass. Like, I got to do it now. Mm -hmm. Because the <clears throat> benefits you have is your time and energy. Hey, everybody, we know you are looking for a lot more information. In fact, you want to see walkthroughs, visualizations. So what we did is we started our community. It's a Facebook group where we put all our webinars, where we dive deep into underwriting, operating, and more, including things like our due diligence checklist, our quick analyzer, and you can start underwriting and seeing if a property is good or bad. Join our community, get the other resources, but most importantly, start talking, learning from, and working with over 300 members we have today. See you guys in there. Dude, I just I just saw this like shameless plug here. I just saw this video over the weekend, and Alex Ramosi was talking about, um, you know, some some presentation he was at. Somebody was giving a presentation and asked somebody in the crowd like how much they made, and they made like fifty k a year or something like that. And um, they they were talking about making wanting to make a million dollars, but they were only making fifty k. And so he took the fifty k and minused it from a million dollars and said. Every year you're spending $950,000 not to make the million. Like, yeah. And just like the, the cost yes. of, of not being where it. you're at and not doing it and what the real cost is yes. of actually having, you know, of, do, of going through that. It was just, it is super eye-opening, super eye-opening. Well, and it's most people that are doing, so you can obviously see they're not patient. They're not, they are running like they have a fire underneath them and the reason being is they know what it takes and more importantly they know how long it takes and so they know that every time i don't do something every time we miss an opportunity that is not like this one thing it could be a year mm. it could be two years and that's their life whittling away so it's like no we gotta move and we gotta move now right and because uh, they understand what what goes into it and when you're starting out you need that fire underneath you you need to be a hustler out there trying to make things happen because that's that is what you have that's your benefit you don't have the money to pay somebody else to do it so you can stay home and not work the weekends well then you got to do what you want so once again what you want to get you may not get it it may not be received in the way that you want it, but you can still have it. And I think a lot of people starting out are trying to say that I should, I want to get this, but I want to get it in the way that I want it. And the market and the world does not care about that. They don't care about how you want to do something or get something. You are in the economy. It is about providing value to other people, not yourself. Mm -hmm. Providing value to yourself is not a financially solid business plan because the market doesn't care about that. So, <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. Uh, newsflash. 
So if, if AJ, if you were starting right now today, because a lot of, I mean, if really at the heart of what we're talking about is, is figuring out what direction you want to go and then building a, a team or gathering those partners that we're talking about, what would be your first steps to build that network right now? You were starting from zero, had nothing, new, new one in the industry. What would you do? Where would you go? Okay. So first of all, self storage is very unique. It has its own culture, its own people, its own way of doing business and opportunities. You must immerse yourself in it. People in self-storage, we know each other. We all know each other. We all know who are the good players. We all know who are the bad ones. We know good deals. We know bad deals. We know what people are doing. It is a small world that we all live in here. And the reason is it is so specific. Self-storage has very specific knowledge. If you really want to either, maybe you're already even in it, but you want to expand, you got to break into it more. That's why we started our whole community, which everybody can go down, follow online. That's why we, we host events in the way that we did, because we wanted to present something in a way that was beneficial to everyone and us, me, selfishly. Why? Because I need a community and I need that. So the more that I build out my resources for other people, the more that I benefit directly. We get deals, we get investors, we get opportunities, people can work for us. That community is what makes our business work. And it also makes it work for everybody else. I don't know why people generally don't understand that, that opportunity is created from other people. So everything that we built with self-storage income started out and is coming from a selfish point as in we're trying to create opportunity, both for other people, but also ourselves, right? So we knew that we had to create value for us to have any opportunity and that's what we've done. So immersing yourself in the industry first and foremost, talking to brokers, talking, consuming content on underwriting, partnering with other people, seeing what areas and markets are working, because then you're gonna develop out an understanding of the industry and how you can fit into it, where your niche is, what people want, and you're gonna find opportunities that maybe others aren't hitting on. Now I can get investors, now I can get banks, now I can get, um, you know, brokers that want to give me deals because maybe other people don't want those deals, right? But without an understanding and immersing yourself in the world of self-storage, it's really hard to identify those things, okay? Um, so first and foremost, that immersive aspect. And that is an active, not a static one. So I, I, you know, I hope you all read my book. That's great. But that is not an active immersion. And what we realized was the book, the podcast, and the YouTube channel, things that we offer, which the second version of the book's coming out. Those are things that we offer, but that is static type education. You're sitting here listening to us talk about these items you're reading in a book. That, that's great. That's the point of it. Um, but then we realized that's not enough. So the active version of it was the, right, that's the community's uh, part. That is totally reliant on other people though. So when we got started, we had to be actively engaged, meeting with brokers, calling up owners, visiting sites, right? We had to do that active educational part. Walk me through this. Go to a developer on site, show me what's going, and then I'd try to apply those things that I learned. So static, you have to consume because static learning helps you develop active learning. But all the growth comes from the active part. It does not come from the static part. Mm -hmm. The static part allows you to do the active part in a uh, efficient, 
and a very successful way because then you have the knowledge to do it. But you need both of them. You can't have them individually. No, exactly. It was like when you started the podcast, you were talking about, and we kind of touched on pulling these different levers and thinking that we could just, like, those are the fundamentals in that static. You know, it's like, hey, here are all the tools that are available and that you can use that work sometimes, but then you get out and do the active and you're like, oh, well, I need this piece and I need that piece and I need this piece over here. And then boom, I've got a deal. Yes. So 100%, dude. And I think that that is something that we do to the extreme here. I'm very engaged on that active part and putting out static information like this is a, a type of active approach for us. Um, that creates that opportunity. Hence the reason why we do it and why we're, we're so fond on it. Because the more that we can give other people opportunity and value, the more it comes back to us. And that's one of the part of active um, learning approach that you've got to take. Like, don't, don't just simply take from other people. Like, you've got to see how can I participate? How can I add value? How can I do things for other people? That is so essential to success just in general is understanding how to give value right and value without asking for anything in return right everybody can listen to these podcasts for free they don't have to do anything to get it and i'll all and i keep doing them and we'll always do them right even when i wrote the book there was literally not even an ask i didn't even take investors it was just hey let's go out and get this stuff out there let's help other people let's travel around speak everything else um that can be consumed with there's no you don't got to do anything, right? So with that said, um, that creates both trust and opportunity. And I think when you're getting started, you need opportunity. You need people to trust you. They need to know that you're going to be there. They need to see you out doing things because they don't have that track record to understand. So I don't have a track record of you doing the thing. So I need to see that you're actively engaged, that you're coming up with ideas, you're moving forward, that builds trust. Now I wanna help you, right? Uh, so I think that that's really, really important when starting out. That overall, your environment, the people around you, that you will 100% lean on because you don't have the ability not to. So make sure that you have an environment that when it comes time, when you need help, when you are trying to execute, there's a reason why people would want to help you mm -hmm. and want to execute as opposed to you just going and then demanding things from other people. A broker, you say, yeah, but the broker has to pay me. Or I, yeah, but I pay the broker for that service. So why do I even need to build a relationship? Yeah, but the broker doesn't have to give you the deal. Mm -hmm. So yes, everybody has to pay that broker but the broker has the choice on who they're gonna actually let see the deal or not. They do, they have that power, right? Well then I always ask why, and people are saying, why aren't brokers giving me good deals? I flip that around and say, what are you doing to get good deals from the broker? Mm -hmm. He has the power, not you, and he has no, no responsibility to you. He yeah. has, no, he doesn't owe you anything. Same thing with, with uh, going direct to sellers, man. Going direct to the 100%. owners. And it's like they're not there to convince you why their business or their storage facility is, is a great asset. No, they have it. They own it. It's <laughs> yeah. theirs. Exactly right. It's like, what are you doing 
for that owner? How are you building relationships? And what would make the owner want to sell to you? And everybody, I'll tell you right out of the gate, first and foremost, don't be fake. You have to be real. Mm -hmm. You have to build real long lasting trust. This is a small industry, guys. People know people in the industry. And if you destroy trust and if you 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 burn bridges down um in an industry this small you don't have very many times you can do that oh for sure and, and i was totally uh, thinking about this when when you were talking about uh, building building relationships initially and in needing people start building those lifelong relationships now because yes. you will need those people this you is will. a long-term game yeah this is not a short-term game if you think that this should be a short-term game and if you expect results, like we even talk about this with the inner circle where it's like, like your goal is not to own a storage facility. Your goal is to have a business that creates wealth and income that can give you freedom, that can build you a life that you want to. The storage facility is the vehicle for it. So the idea then of do you want to just own the storage facility or do you want to create the outcome picking that ideal vehicle for you and making sure that it's right right it's okay that this stuff takes time right and you, these are big results one deal can literally change your life like when you put it like that then you say okay you don't have the life that you want how long would you work to get the life that you want and people would say well my whole life and then you go, okay, great. But then they're mad if they don't get a deal in five, six months. And you're going, but, you know, we, we had owners that sold us deals years after we knew them. Game-changing deals for us. We have brokers and all these relationships that pay off dividends in, in years to come. People want to work with people that will be there later on. I want to work with and I want to build communities because I'm going to be in this industry for probably my entire life. So when I am 65 and still rocking it and buying up and building and everything else like that, I want that because I know that the people that I work with today that I give my time to, that I'm going to share opportunities with everything else, I need to at least know that they're going to be there too, or I don't want to do that. Brokers, all these people in the industry, it's the same way. Lots of times these transactions aren't for, it's not for the one transaction. It's for all the ones that will come thereafter. Mm -hmm. So don't be real, be in it for the long run and do not be patient with action and be outrageously patient with results. And uh, if you can do that, you will 100% be successful. You don't have all the answers to all the problems that you need to be successful. I don't, nobody does. That comes with time and it's taking them down one at a time. So you need to be acting as if it was all gonna end tomorrow, but then do not ever expect those short-term uh, results. Now, yes, you want the results as quick as possible. Yes, I have time frames when I say, I want this done, I want this done, I want this right. But I those are short-term metrics on a long-term game. So the metrics to get the outcome need to be, once again, short-term. But you can't, I, I just, I see so many people that it's like, 
I can't find any deals. I'm going to go do something else. Or nobody's giving me deals. I'm going to go do something else. And it's like, well, there's deals all around. But how do you expect to identify those opportunities when you haven't been around enough to know that they're there? That doesn't make sense. And then mm -hmm. those people are going to find that in every single industry they go into. Every single one. It That won't end. Um, and people within the industry don't want to be making business deals, working with those types of people, because of course, they're like, oh, you're not going to be around. So why put the time and effort into it? Once again, that creation of value. That makes sense? Totally makes sense, dude. And I think that's an awesome place to, to end on the podcast, man. That was a really good rundown of, of what people need to be thinking about, analyzing, expecting when they're first starting out getting into this. Um, like you said, it's a long-term game, long-term people. Get comfortable. 100%. All right, everybody, get out there. And for everybody in our community, jump in there today, right now, start making posts, start yes. talking about what you're doing and what you need and uh, help each other out, everybody. Heck Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.